You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 15. The 10. He dies. Touchdown, 49. What's up, faithful? Al Sacco, Brian Rennick here with you for the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. Zane Naffy may join us a little bit later. He's having some technical issues. We'll see if he could pop in. Um, we are very excited to announce that we are now partnered with Odyssey, and we'll get more details on that moving forward. But we are super excited to be part of the Odyssey family. Um, can't wait to work with them and build our relationships. And, and again, more on that moving forward. And Brian, what I am all about today is moving forward moving we had our we have to we have to look we had our show our post-mortem we had our therapy session we we talked about what we were upset with all our frustrations now it is time to move forward and and the reason i say that is this isn't 2018 this isn't 2020 where the starting quarterback goes down and the season's over right you're just like sure four and twelve are we going to be six and eleven whatever it would be now four and 13, six and 11. What's it going to be? It's not that anymore. Now it's sort of par for the course of what it has been. And we've seen this team, regardless of how, how or what people feel at Jimmy Garoppolo, the team does win when he's there most of the time. So look at an 11 win season in a win or two in the playoffs. That's a good year to me. I mean, I hope they could win the Super Bowl, obviously, but I'm just hoping for, for back-to-back playoff seasons and, and we're primed for that. So let's move forward. I cannot like dwell in like the negativity, man. Let's enjoy it. Let's move forward. This is still going to be a good season. Well, and, and, and like we said on uh, Monday, that was Monday, right? Or was that Sunday? I don't know. Uh, Regardless, last episode, Monday, right? Monday. It's all Monday. Blurred, yes, man. it was. You know, we we went from a low floor, high ceiling season to a yeah. high floor, possibly low ce- ceiling season. Right, like the entire reason that Kyle Shanahan, for for all we know, right, because this is his actions told us wanted to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, likely had to do with his playoff performances. Right when. Mm-hmm. When you get down to the best, you know, seven teams in each conference, your margin for error gets significantly lower. And not only that, but you're typically facing better defenses, right? And all of a sudden, what has been a, a relatively efficient offense 
all of a sudden gets bogged down in the playoffs, right? Because now defenses are are stacking the box. They're loading the middle of the field, right? They're daring Jimmy Garoppolo to throw outside the numbers, to throw deep. And, and since really 2017, but you could say 2019, uh, he, he hasn't been doing it. But here's the thing that, that I, I thought about today. The last time we saw Jimmy Garoppolo playing for a contract was 2017. I mean, he looked pretty good, right? He looks pretty good. Now, part of that was playing for a contract. Part of that was playing without really knowing the the playbook. And so he kind of res- resorted to a little bit of background or, or backyard football. Garoppolo even said in the, in the uh, press conference after the game, like, I kind of just went out there and, and slung it around a little bit. And, and that's not really typically what we do here, right? Kyle Shanahan, you know, Kyle Shanahan plays Madden with his quarterback, right? He wants his quarterback to do exactly what he wants to do. He wants his quarterback to be an extension of him on the field, right? And so Sunday, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't a part of the game plan. So it was a little bit less Kyle Shanahan micromanaged and more, hey, let's just kind of sling the ball around and get it to our playmakers. And ultimately, I think we may see a little bit more of that. You know, we may see a Jimmy Garoppolo that is not only motivated by a new contract, but motivated to say, hey, you know what? You made the wrong decision. Like, I like Trey as a person, right? I'm not going to talk bad about Trey, but you tried to give this kid my job. Like, I'm going to show you that you made a mistake, and then I'm going to go somewhere else and continue, right? So Jimmy Garoppolo with a chip on his shoulder and playing for a new contract, I think we could see some new things, right? Or at least some things we haven't seen in a while. And I'm I'm excited about that. I'll be perfectly honest. I am. Yeah, and maybe we'll see him try to push the ball downfield a little bit more, right? We have all these playmakers on offense, and maybe he'll take chances that he didn't in the in the past. What does which, he have to lose, right? Exactly, exactly. What what does he have to lose? He for kind of for him, like the worst case scenario has already happened, right? I mean, he got replaced. <laughs> Nobody wanted him because of injury or whatever. So he was kind of in NFL limbo really until this injury. And now he's got a chance and it's good for the 49ers. We talk about a contract year, right? How players look in their yeah. contract year. Look at, you know, my Yankees, look at what Aaron judge is doing in a contract year. You mean As future, future San Francisco giant, right? He, and he's a Niners fan. Aaron judge <laughs> is also a Niners fan. And a Giants I, I, fan. He grew up a Giants. He grew up, fan. Yeah. Yeah. So, which makes me a little nervous that he may want to go to the giants next year, but yeah, we'll um, as I'm watching the Finger, game right fingers, now. Looking, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. What I can't, my heart can't take that. Um, <laughs> but we see what people can do in a contract year, right? They come mm-hmm. out and sometimes they have the greatest season of their career. And maybe that's where we're going to be with Jimmy, where he comes out and he, and he plays better than he has. And, and that's going to benefit the 49ers. That's what I'm talking about, sure. about moving forward, Brian. So this year, this team is loaded. This may be the best team Kyle Shanahan's ever had. The defense looks, again, everything's on paper and we still got to see what happens. But mm-hmm. the defense looks stacked, like it could be an elite unit. Um, their yeah. numbers right now are sensational on defense. And we'll talk about that when we get into the preview a little bit more. Um, they have weapons all over the place. And even, so you got Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle, right? Which we know. But even the secondary guys, so Ray Ray McLeod, your Juwan Jennings, guys like that are, are better than what they've had in the past. Even Danny, Danny Gray. Gray. So it's yeah. a deeper, you know, it's a deeper pass catchers. And, and the running backs, I feel like they could always kind of pull people off the street to run. Um, but the, so everything, everything looks good. The offensive line played good last week, at least, you know, maybe banks and Burford are, are, are going to be good guards and, and, and just the sky's the limit. So I'm not going to, am I upset about the Lance thing? Sure. I, I really feel yeah. for the kid, 
I don't know what's going to happen next year, but I'm not going to worry about next year. I'm going to try to enjoy this season because you know what? As a Niners fan, I've seen five winning seasons in the last 19 years. I'm not going to push a winning season to the side. Because that's depressing. <laughs> it is, but that's right. Enjoy that's it. If this, is, if this yeah. is a good year, if we look back at this year and say, hey, they won 11 games, we'll see what, and then we'll take our chances in the playoffs. I will sign up for that every season. Every season. I'm, we're going to go 11 and six, and then we'll see what happens. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to feel negative. I'm not going to feel down. I have, a, I, I went through, you know, my stages of grief over two days and now, now, now let's go. That's the way I feel. Let's go. Yeah. And, and by having Jimmy Garoppolo under center, if you look at, at the schedule moving forward, right, there's really only arguably four quarterbacks who, when the 49ers face that team, they will have a better quarterback than the 49ers have. And I say arguably because one of those comes this week with Russell Wilson against and the Denver Broncos. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes and and the Chiefs. And you've got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are on the schedule. And Justin Herbert and the Chargers are on the schedule. So, wait, I so didn't who, add, who are the four quarterbacks that are better now? I was saying Wilson, okay. Brady, Mahomes, and Herbert. I did not add Matthew Stafford simply because – we still don't know what's going on with that elbow, and he hasn't looked right so far this season. Yeah, if he's right, in there though. If he's yeah. right, then he's then then he's in there oh, for sure. Oh if no, right, Kyler too. You got to put Kyler in there. Yeah, <laughs> now, you know, I don't know, man. Kyler, I don't know. Kyler I think Murray. Then my Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has Cliff Kingsbury, and that 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 takes him down a notch. That, that in my opinion, personally, in in my opinion, yeah. I mean, and you look at the Cardinals, and you look at their offense. I mean, outside of. Kyler just pulling a, a handful of plays out of his ass at the end of the game. They they almost started this season zero and two, so yeah, yeah and they true. and they play the and they play the Rams this week, right? And I I have in our web zone pick them. I've got the Rams right winning that game. So it, that wasn't the case with Trey. It wasn't going to be the case because Trey wasn't going to be better than a lot of the quarterbacks that he that that the 49ers face simply because he's a raw first year starter. And so, like I said, the, the floor, the floor is raised and, and what I thought could be a, a 10 win season with Trey under center, which would to me be quite the win for the franchise. Now you're looking at 10 being like, if, if they don't get to 10, there's an issue. Right. And, oh, yeah. and that would likely be, that would likely be health. But so really what you're looking at is now 10 to 13, possibly right. 13 and four or, 12 and five or 11 and six, or Hey, if, if, if the stars align 14 and three, you never know. Right. But based on how this team has played thus far on the defensive side of the ball, and even in the running game, there's no reason to think that outside of those games against you know, a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert, who can sling the ball over all over the field that likely Garoppolo can't go blow for blow. They're going to be probably favored in almost every game that they play this year, right? Health permitting. So as much as as much as it was disappointing to me to see Trey go down to injury because for me this season I had I had accepted this season as a season about Trey's development more Trey's development more than it was about competing for a Super Bowl, but I wasn't, I wasn't discounting it, right? Because that's how good this roster is. Now it's like, hey, I've got expectations now. 
I've got expectations and, and, and you're going to need to deliver, or that's going to be a really disappointing, you know, season. If it's not, if it's not at least where you were last year, right? Because you've got the same, not only do you have the same quarterback, but you've upgraded the team around him. Arguably, right? Yeah, At the skill positions yeah, yeah. on the defensive side of the ball, special teams has been really good so far, which was an Achilles heel for the team last year. Like the team is better. And so if you've got the guy that took you to the NFC Championship game, well, you should probably have that expectation that you're going to get back there, right? Health permitting. So it, it, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's disappointing, right? But now, like you said, it's time to move on. Let's look forward. And I'm looking forward to a, a team that that should win the majority of the games that they play. Brian Reddick shooting Jimmy Garoppolo up his QB rankings. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> Jimmy is shooting up. But you're probably, I mean, I'm thinking about it now that you said it because, uh, you know, you take him over Baker probably, right? Baker hasn't looked good. Sure. They're playing the NFC South, right? So yeah. Mariota, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't look great. James Winston has a broken back or whatever's going on with him right now. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll see. That's what I always say. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But, um, so we talked about this year and the expectations, right? And I think we also talked about last show, the, the slander that Trey Lance got. Well, now after this injury happened, we're seeing slander in a different direction. And it's yeah. coming at Teflon Kyle. The slander is coming at Kyle Shanahan right now. And I don't, here's the thing. I, you know me and anybody who's been listening to me or following me for a while. I have no, I say what I think. So I have yeah. no issue knocking people when I think they're wrong. I have no issue praising them when I, when I, but Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. Any notion of firing him over this, which I've seen some people say is utterly ridiculous, ridiculous. And this season is big for him in the sense that if they win 10 games again and get to the playoffs again, well, now Kyle's done that three out of four years. And now that's a pattern. That's that's what I've been asking for, right? It's a big season. Now, if that doesn't happen and they went like eight and nine or something like that, then, then it's a different story. But I don't foresee that happening. I think they're going to have a good year. And this is what I can say about Kyle. People will say like, I almost feel like they tie everything with him to the offense performance sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily mm-hmm. fair. He's not the offensive coordinator. He He's the head coach no. and the head coach is the CEO. I mean, he's the offensive coordinator, but he's not yeah. only an offensive coordinator. But that's, yeah. 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 He's the head coach. He's got more responsibilities than, than just the offense. Right. So he's the CEO of that team. And as a CEO, one of your most important responsibilities is to, is to surround yourself with good people. And he has done that. The 49ers are always a very well-coached team. Case in point, Robert Sala is out coaching the Jets. Mike McDaniel mm-hmm. out coaching the Dolphins. And the Dolphins is maybe one of the most exciting teams in the league. Yeah. D'Amico Rines is an, probably an up-and-coming head coach, the way it's going. He puts these good people around him, and he's built this very good team. So even if they're winning with defense in a running game, so what? Why they're not they're not throwing it all over? So so he's not a good head coach because of that? That doesn't make any sense to me. He he's He's in charge of this team. It's part of his philosophy to build around the D-line, and that's what he's done. He's done a really mm-hmm. good job turning this around. Has he struggled with the quarterback decisions? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we have a whole show about that. But overall, yeah. he's done a really good job. So the slander, I think, I think we got to pump the brakes on that. Oh, 100%. I, you know, and, and I, I tweeted this out uh, last night. Um, Vish Kumaran, who uh, – covers the 49ers he's he's got a, a fairly large presence on twitter um one thing i remember him saying now granted this was uh, i think 2020 right so we're talking a little bit ago um but one thing that he said that 
I heard him say one time and I, and I, I literally can't get the thought out of my head was that what if San Francisco is to Kyle Shanahan, what Cleveland was to Bill Belichick, right? Which was the first spot where he worked out the kinks and then in his second spot, he became legendary, right? And that was what he was talking about. He wasn't saying mm-hmm. that the team has been bad, that he hasn't been a good coach, but just simply that that first stop is not where Belichick became legendary. It was that second stop. And and I was like, oh man, like that would that would quite literally rip my heart out of my chest, right? If if for whatever reason Kyle Shanahan leaves San Francisco without having brought a Lombardi to the team, you know, spend some time as a likely as an offensive coordinator. Although I would assume that if he were to leave at any point, there's another team that is that is taking him as their head coach. Oh, and they might like there'd be like probably half the franchises that would just run to Santa Clara to try and get him right. So that's the other that, and that's the other thing. If you think about it, how many teams in the NFL would quite literally drop their coach in a hot second if Kyle Shanahan became available? And I would argue that there's at least 16, right, which is half the league, if not more, which tells you a lot about what you need to know about Kyle Shanahan and the job that he's done and and who he is as a coach. And I agree with you that, you know, I think, and I, I, I will, I will be the first person to raise my hand and say, you know, I was angry on Sunday, emotional, right? I got in, I got in my feelings, right? Mm-hmm. As, uh, as, as Drake would say, right? I got in my feelings, and you, you got to take a step back and go, what? This is what is part of his game, right? This is actually part of what attracted Kyle Shanahan to Trey Lance is what he is able to do for the run game, right? Which is make the defense play 11 on 11 because they have to account for the quarterback. And I have to assume that that run heavy game plan at the beginning was likely in there to set up a lot of what he was going to do later in the game. Cause that's really what Kyle Shanahan is an absolute mastermind at is setting up plays for later in the game that look exactly like plays that you did earlier in the game, but are completely different, right? He's Mm -hmm. great at setting up the defense. That's one of his, one of his uh, biggest attributes is his biggest strong points as a play caller. The, The question that I have is he has now tied himself arguably to the development of Trey Lance. And and maybe he's maybe he's got some leash that if Lance isn't it that he still you know he can still keep his job. I don't know that Lynch would keep his job, but I Kyle I think po- probably could. But as it stands, he is inextric- inextricably linked to Trey Lance and his development. And I think to a certain extent, we are conflating Kyle Shanahan, the offensive genius, play designer, and play caller with Kyle Shanahan, the quarterback developer. And if you look at his career, Kyle Shanahan has never developed a quarterback. He hasn't. Is that because he hasn't had the opportunity? Possibly, right? But mm. but he hasn't. And so that's still a gamble. It's still a gamble whether or not he is going to be able to develop Trey Lance. Now, I think that he can. I have all the faith in the world that he can. But there's still that question that hangs in the air a little bit. And I think... I think that is where some people are like, hey, I thought this was our guy. Why aren't we, you know, you said that basically you're running him because that is his best chance to succeed. 
but why can't why can't he succeed throwing the ball? We haven't really seen that, right? Because you've had game plans in the starts that he's had where he's running the ball 10, 12 times. I think that is that's where that's where the pushback I think is against Kyle. I I don't disagree with him running Trey. The question was was he doing it too much? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma is focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. And... You know, you're going to have people that say yes. You're going to have people that say no. There's really no right or wrong answer there. Are the people that say yes are going to point to the fact that he got injured twice? The people that say no are going to point to the fact that this is why he drafted the kid in the first place, right? So it is what it is. But do I think Kyle Shanahan should be fired? Absolutely not. You know, yeah. I have a buddy on Twitter that's a Bears fan. He's like, listen, I'll trade you Matt Eberflus and uh, <laughs> and Justin Fields straight up. And I was like. I sent I sent back a gift reply of uh, Dr. Evil. I was like, how about no? Right. Like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want Kyle Shanahan out of here. I, I, I just want him to lead my team to a Super Bowl. And that's yeah. a couple of things. A couple of things unpacked as we welcome Zane in. What's up, Zane? Hey, guys, just uh, working through some kinks. I can only hear you through my left ear from my AirPods right now. And uh, all right. Yeah, it's I, I just you're coming through, though. I'm coming through. Yeah, it's, so, yeah. it's just good to have you here, man. It's it's just good to have you here. So we're we're talking about Kyle and just kind of you know sort of the slander that's that's been going at him. And here's what I want to talk about what you said, Brian. So it's okay just because you were mad at him or I was mad at him or whoever didn't agree with what he did. That's okay. No sure. one is infallible. Like the notion that you can't say like you know what like I'm I'm pissed at what this person did. That doesn't mean they're not your friend or they're not, you don't want them as the coach. You're just, no one is infallible. So it's okay to voice that as a fan without, you know, like the fan police. Oh, you're not a real fan. Well, what do you, what everything he does is great. Nobody's infallible. Let's go listen to Boston talk radio right now with, with the Patriots. Even they're on Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? Talk about <laughs> being tied to Lance. Yeah. If, if this doesn't work, it's, it's a, it's a big check against him. Right. But if he wins games, it doesn't matter. I mean, if, if, say, let's say they go 10, 11 and six with Jimmy and losing the first round, right? And then next year, I don't know, they're four and six and Brock Purdy comes in and leads them to the playoffs, right? Maybe Lance isn't there, but it doesn't matter because he, he, he won games. As long as he keeps winning, if yeah. Lance, 
flames out and, and they don't make the playoffs, yeah, then he got an issue. But as long as he keeps winning, I think that's all that really matters. You know, like I said, five winning seasons in the last 19 years. If the Niners pull off three out of four this year, all right, well, now, you know, now we're on to something. So, you know, Zane, where, where are you on your whole Kyle thing right now? So for me, like, I, I, I'm one of those people that is, uh, I don't give Kyle a free pass for at least the trade thing. And, and we talked about that in the last show. But I think that the thing with Kyle Shanahan is that I feel like too many people fear what happened before Shanahan and, and they take that criticism that we may have. And, and, and they, the, the number one response that I see out there is like, oh, well, would you rather have Tom Sula or Chip <laughs> Kelly? That's right. the number one response. But, but I said, like, my response to that is like, well, why does it have to be that extreme, right? There's a large middle ground between like Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly and Kyle Shanahan. There's a large middle ground between where, where a coach could fall, right? And, and maybe beyond Kyle Shanahan. So I think that like, to me, like, look, this is year six of Kyle, right? This is year six of having Kyle Shanahan here. And I think that some of the years in the beginning, like, you know, the first two years, you could say were rebuilding years, he inherited the, the worst roster in the league. And, you know, those were like full-fledged rebuilds. We knew that. Then after that, the 2019 Super Bowl year, that was the year that we're like, okay, yeah, they're, they're going to actually put it together. And they did, right? They almost went all the way. 2020 was injuries. 2021, they almost put it together again. Again, the quarterback stuff. And now again, you have injuries again. So to me, it's like at some point, like Kyle is a great coach, right? He does he does really well when things are going really well for him, right? But the thing is that you need to be able to have everything going well for him to succeed, right? He's not the type of coach that's like, all right, I'm just going to pull 10 wins out of a roster that's that's terrible, right? Like he, Mike he Tomlin. Needs, like Mike Tomlin, exactly. So my issue with Kyle is this, that he makes a lot of really foolish mistakes for a coach that should know better, both in game management and frankly, like player management with the, the whole Trey Lance thing, right? Like he should know better than that. And I know that people want to say that like, okay, well, what he did with Trey, that's a staple of a lot of offenses. That Yeah, but so is throwing the ball down the field. So is play action. So is so are bootlegs. So are bubble screens and other screen passes. You're running backs that the point is just don't run, right? Like they don't do that. So to me, like, I feel like I think that Kyle can get it done. And I feel like he's the right guy for the job. And I don't think he should be fired. But Al, I'm right with you. Like he's not infallible. Like he's not, mm-hmm. he's not perfect like any other coach. I saw a graphic the other day, guys, and I should have sent it to you before the show so you could put it up, Brian. But I saw a graphic that showed um, the highest paid coaches in North American sports. And it was the top 10 highest paid coaches. There's two coaches on there that did not have a, a championship uh, among them, Kyle Shanahan and Frank Reich. And Frank Reich, you could say, you know, he has a higher winning percentage than Kyle Shanahan, but it's like he's getting paid $9 million a year right now, $9.5 a year. And it's not – that that's one of the higher salaries in the NFL for head coach. And you have to ask yourself at some point, at what point is Kyle going to actually like seal the deal? Right. Because right now we know that Jimmy is, is limited and Jimmy has been limiting him, but at some point, like he has to remedy that like this, this, I guess, problem, if you want to call it of Jimmy being on the roster, that's because of Kyle, because Kyle keeps bringing him back. And this year, like he had a chance to get out from under him, like be like, all right, cool. We're just going to cut bait and, and let you go. And here we are again, right? So again, like to me, I'm a, I, I believe in Kyle. I think he can get the job done. Do I think he's perfect? No. Do I think he should be on the hot seat? No. But if he has a year where he wins 10 this year or misses the playoffs, right? Either or. And next year, you know, has a similar year with Trey where they struggle and miss the playoffs. Then that's going to year eight. You haven't done anything yet. And at some point you got to put up or shut up. 
All right, support for the No Huddle Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% and free worldwide shipping with the code NOHUDDLE at manscaped.com. At manscaped.com. If I'm at this correct, that's about 12 million balls. Get 20% off and free shipping with the with the code NOHUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code NOHUDDLE. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, so as we move on to this game, guys, so this there's this game to me is, 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 is I don't even know what the words to use to it because you just beat Seattle, right? And now yeah. here's Russell Wilson. And I love that Wilson got booed in Seattle in week one and they're booing him at home in Denver in week two. I love it. I love it. I want to see the, the corniest man in America just crash and burn. I'm tired oh, of him. So bad. He's so absolutely bad. tired of him. But listen, the Niners, you know, the Niners beat Seattle. This is another hurdle they have to get over. This guy is 16 and four in the regular season against the Niners and 17 and four overall against the 49ers when you include the playoffs. Wilson against them in 16 regular season games, he has 36 touchdowns. 10 interceptions. He's throwing for 4,169 yards, 65% completion. We've seen him run all around and make crazy plays and come back. So I want this to be a bloodbath. I want the nine. I want like 45 to six and the people in Denver are just absolutely losing their minds. I will not settle for anything less. That's what I want. I just want to see Russell Wills. I love the first two weeks. Loved it. Boom. Right out of the stadium. I want to see him like 13 for 28 with two picks and just, a bloodbath. That's what I'm looking forward to this week. Here's here's the problem though. The Denver defense is actually pretty good. Um, really good. They were they they were good last year, right under uh, under Fangio, and the and Hackett brought in uh, Ajiro Evero from the Rams, and they basically run pretty much the same style of defense, right? It's that uh, Brandon Staley inspired defense because Evero's coming from the Rams. Brandon Staley was inspired of Fangio. Fangio was the former coach. So um, we've got a, a prediction here of 28 to 13. Um, I think that's probably more in line than than what Al is hoping for, which is you know, <laughs> 40, 40 plus points from a Jimmy Garoppolo led offense against a, a defense that uh, right now is uh, fifth in DVOA, which is right behind the 49ers who are fourth in DVOA on the defensive side of the ball. And so, you know, the the reality is the 49ers have played the bears and the Seahawks in the first two weeks, two offenses that are not good. I mean, let's just be honest. They're not good. And two defenses that are in transition, right? The Seahawks defense is transitioning to a three, four, the bears defense is transitioning just in roster talent and going with the, the Matt, uh, Matt Eberflus uh, defense. And so, this is the obviously the best opponent that they've played so far. What I've been really surprised by is how poor the Denver offense has performed. And that is where I think that the 49ers have an advantage. I don't I don't know what's going on with that offense. I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson, and I sure don't know what's going on with Nathaniel Hackett, but that offense has been disjointed and it has been absolute dog shit in the red zone which yeah you know, is a benefit here's, here's, for the 49ers 
here's what's interesting about that, Brian, and sorry to interrupt you, but they've actually gained 783 yards, which is the seventh most yeah. in the NFL. They're just not capitalizing. They right. had the two fumbles um, right on the goal line against Seattle. And like you said, in the red zone, they are 0 for 6, obviously last in the league. They have 0%. Now, the Niners are only 3 for 8 which is uh, 27th in the league. So they've been struggling there too. But yeah, that's the one thing that worries me about the Denver offense is like they're moving the ball and it doesn't look like there's going to be Jerry Judy this week, but they're moving the ball, but they're just not capitalizing. So at some point they're going to get over that hump. I just hope it's not this week. But they did play the Seahawks. And then last week they played the Texans. Again, two defenses that aren't great, right? So right. that's that's where it's it really is a it really is a let's see who we are game for both sides, right? For both teams. It's, this is the first real test for both teams and who, you know, who is going to come out on top. And that it's hard to know for me. It's really hard to predict. John, again, on Facebook said 28, 13. I think it's going to be closer than that. I don't think, I don't Mm -hmm. think the 49ers or the Broncos, whoever wins, I don't think it's going to be by uh, more than two possessions. Um, But and I guess 28 to 13 technically isn't with two point conversions, but yeah. And, and the, the, the big concern for me, that Denver rush defense has been really good. It's been really, really good led by former DJ 49er DJ Jones, right? DJ Jones has been incredible for them so far. And, and their rush defense has been outstanding. And that is the, the, the rushing attack is going to have to, really kind of lead the way for this team if they are going to if they are going to pull out a victory uh I was, I was gonna say at mile high it's a weird name it's some name and then at mile high which i don't understand but but yeah zane what about you what is uh what are you what are you looking at for this game yeah uh real quick they changed names a bunch of times on that standing it was mile high then it was sports authority and it was like, like Vesco or something like that field. Like it was just, yeah, they, they changed names several times. So we, we, we know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, the, the, the place that ironically Mike Shanahan built, right. Pretty much sure. his Broncos built yeah. that. So yeah, the, the defense. So here's the thing. I think that this is going to be a lot closer than a lot of people expect. So Al, I appreciate your optimism because optimistic Al showed up last week. Right. And man, that, that came through, you came through yep. with that. So I don't know if Judy's going to play, but even then, like their, their most targeted player is actually Javante Williams. Like he's got the most, he's got 12 catches already. So it's a lot of like, uh, it's a lot of dink and dunk right now from Russell Wilson, it seems like. And, you know, Cortland Sutton, he's basically their number one guy, right? Like he's their number one receiver. You know, he's got 11 catches this year. He's got almost 200 yards receiving. But I mean, like, like you said, Al, they've been able to move the ball. Like both, both of their running backs are averaging over four and a half yards. Like in fact, Javante Williams averaging five and a half yards of carry almost, right? And, you know, Melvin Gordon's averaging four, almost five yards a carry himself. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they try to do. Are they going to try to set up some of this play action stuff by Russell Wilson where he's where he's deadly and he can kind of get out of the pocket a little bit uh, by trying to run the ball with these two running backs? Is it going to be a lot of hoping the Niners over-pursue and throwing screen passes to Javante Williams? Like, it'll be a really, inter- a really interesting chess match because we haven't seen Russell Wilson, like, outside of Seattle ever. Right. And, and he clearly looks a little bit different right now and there's an adjustment period. So I'm hoping this isn't a get right game for them and, you know, very well it could be, but I think this is the first real measuring stick game for the 49ers this season. Like the bears game was like, whatever we talked about that, like weird stuff happens in week one, like with all teams and the Seahawks game was like a mental hurdle that they needed to clear because it was years worth of trauma that they're trying to put away and, and, 
both the fans and the team to be able to say like, hey, like we finally were able to beat Seattle soundly. But this is the first game on the schedule out of a stretch of the next four or five games, like there's several of them that are going to be measuring stick games against good opponents with good quarterbacks and good defenses. The Niners have a top five rushing offense, like you said, Brian, and, and, and the the Broncos have a top five rushing defense. So we'll see what, what kind of the difference is here. I I, I think that injuries, I think Sertan too is also, uh, is also injured. He's not going to, I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. It's questionable, I believe. So that's a, So I, yeah, that that's an indication to me that he's not going to play. If it's if it's Thursday already, he hasn't practiced. He's probably not going to play, or it'll be like a game time decision. He's, he's not going to be hundred percent. Hopefully, the Niners can get Kittle back. It looks like he's been practicing, so I think that's a big boost for the run game because the Niners have been able to do all of this without George Kittle, who's a, a key cog in the run game. We'll see what happens with the the new running backs that are up. Like we'll we'll see what happens with Jordan Mason and uh, if they bring up Marlon Mack and and what these guys can do. They've, but again, they've already like, signed him to the active roster. They're active. Yeah. So, so I think that like, you know, you'll see a lot of Debo out of the backfield as well, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not really crazy about. It'll be interesting to see how Kyle kind of schemes this up because really this is, it's also band-aid time until you can get Elijah Mitchell back later on the season. Like it's, it's band-aid time until you can find out what you can get out of your running backs. I don't know if Jeff Wilson Jr. is like an every down, every game kind of back. I feel like he's better in spot duty, but it looks like, you know, all these guys that we mentioned, like, yeah, Caleb Bosa, Jimmy, Hufanga, Warner, like all these guys, like you've all of a sudden got a strong roster where measuring stick games like this, you know, like I, I was kind of riding Kyle this week for the, the trade thing, right? I'll say something positive about him now. I, for the first time since Harbaugh was here, I feel like the Niners have a chance every week, right, to, to win a game. And there was a couple of years in between where you were like, you know, we know that they're going to get blown out. This is not going to be close. Like, Kyle Shanahan, like with him there, I feel like that same feeling again that I have Harbaugh, like they'll, they'll be competitive and they'll have a chance to win every week. So I don't know if I can say definitively that, gonna, that they're going to win this game, but I can say definitively that they will be able to at least make it close and at least have a shot at the end. And whether it's, you know, just a field goal game, it'll probably be a one possession game either way. Yeah, and we'll see with the Niners. George Kittle, as of Thursday, was limited in practice, so hopefully that's trending towards him playing. Eric Armstead did not practice um, on Thursday because yeah. of his foot, so we'll we'll see where that goes on that. Now, we we brought up the defense, and I understand that they did not play good competition, and I understand that one of the games was in a monsoon. Um, and as of right now, the defense is first in the NFL in yards allowed. They've only allowed 420. Um, they've given up the fewest passing yeah. yards with 280. And third in right? scoring. Yeah, yep, only 26 points um, and fewest, second fewest in rushing. But here's the thing with the points, and, and I put this on Twitter and everybody was like, oh, well, only with two bad teams. You go back to last year, okay, the last 14 games, they've given up 16.8 points per game. That's almost a full season now. That's That's a trend. That is a trend. And, again, you saw in the playoffs last year where you had some of these, these quarterbacks, Stafford, the last game of the season, Dak Prescott, shook absolutely shook those guys played shook in those two games and Aaron Rodgers didn't do anything against them at home I don't care how cold it was he he didn't do anything against that defense it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this Adidas.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, and, and they held the Rams down in, in the NFC Championship game, too, where they scored 20 points or whatever it was. Yeah. So, this defense has been really good now for a long time. The secondary is better than it ever has. And, and I do. I just think going into every game, like, Zane, you said that you feel like they can win every game now. Yeah, well, I, th- I feel that way, too, because defense travels, right? So, everywhere they go, I feel like they're going to be able to hold people down. You even saw in the Super Bowl with that really good defense. Yeah, I know Casey ended up putting up 31 points, but – they only had whatever it was towards the end of the fourth quarter, like what was it? 24, 20, whatever it was. Um, they held them down. They held that offense down to late in the fourth is my point. So I think they can do that every game this year and they're going to be in every game because of that. So I'm I, this week, look, I think they're going to win. I do. I think, and I hate to say this because it kind of makes me feel gross, but I do feel like there's sort of a Jimmy's back vibe, sort of like just because a lot of these guys have won with him. So it's not a bad thing, right? Like I said earlier in the show, it's not like you're bringing in Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard and the season's over or Nate Sudfeld, what it would have been. They're bringing in a guy they've won with. And I feel like the team is like, all right, here we go. We're just, we're not going to miss a beat. And they're coming off an absolute ass kicking on the Seahawks, which is their rival. And and, and I think they're going to win this week. I do. And I, and I think that it's, it's going to really be a good season for them. I, I hope, I hope that I am not wrong. Yeah. So I think, oh man, I think for me, I'll, I, I, I'm going to say they're going to lose because I had them losing this game before the season. And, uh, you know, and it's not a huge deal because I think that they're going to, they're going to split with the Rams and they have the Rams next. And I think they're going to beat the Rams. So uh, I think that it'll be close, but they, it'll be like a field goal, last second field goal sort of thing. Russell Wilson pulls one out of his ass again and, and we're frustrated and all that stuff. But I think that like the, the overarching thing for me is that, it's such a long season and we're literally like at the beginning of it. And it'll be interesting to see like how they stack up at the end of the season towards that time with against like, you know, teams like this perennial playoff contenders versus like now where they just made a quarterback switch. Jimmy didn't even get the playbook until like a week before week one or in week one, basically in preparation for that when he got signed, he didn't take any reps with the ones and Kyle didn't prepare a game plan for Jimmy. So it'll be interesting to see like what, what they do because last week it was more so like kind of winging it and Seattle was a lesser opponent and Jimmy kind of had to just like babysit this thing at the end. It'll be interesting to see now, like this is the best decision, the division of football, the AFC West, you possibly could have four playoff teams coming out of that division. If the Raiders ever decide to win a game, but you could possibly have at least three playoff teams from that division. And this is, this is the, the one of the tough parts of the schedule coming up and it's why I wish they would have beaten the Bears because you you would have got yourself some leeway. But if you mm-hmm. can win in Denver on Sunday night on national TV and hopefully decisively, like you say, Al, it is going to start a completely different discussion about this team. We've heard it kind of sprinkled in here and there. We've heard it that a lot of teams should be scared of playing the 49ers now because they're arguably better than they were last year uh, because you know now they have the same team, same roster coming back, plus some additions in the secondary. And if they can come out and play well and put up a good performance against Denver, beat them on national TV, then I think it's watch out for the rest of the league. The, the rest of the league will take notice. This will not be a, a well-kept secret anymore. 
Yeah, and look, you know, it's Sunday night. It's it's just it's it's going to be a big game. National TV. I think they can come out and they can prove a lot in this game. And, and again, I can't stress enough. Like you beat Seattle, you beat Russell Wilson. It's it's two things that you haven't done. You have not beat. Obviously, Wilson was a quarterback for the Seahawks, but but they have not done that. And you have a chance to do it in back to back weeks. And yeah, I think it can springboard them to good things. They do have a very tough schedule. But again, the defense travels. There's talent all over this place. There's no reason. There is no reason the 49ers can't win 11 games this year. None. And in the NFC, eight and eight and nine, nine and eight might get you in. The NFC isn't good. Mm-hmm. It's really not. So there's no excuse for, for for them not to make the playoffs this year. And I I, I really am positive. So my my score prediction, I'm going to say like 27-23. Okay. So I said that they, I, Brian, while you were uh, while you were restarting your, your machine there, uh, I said that the Niners, I saw them losing a close one because before the season, I, I thought that they would drop this one and then they would win next week against the Rams because they would split with the Rams. So um, I'm going to say it'll be 23-20 Broncos, but I could very easily see this going the other way. Very easily see the 49ers winning this. And my heart tells me 49ers, obviously, but my mind is like, well, you know, maybe they need, they, they need a little bit more time with uh, Jimmy and, and the ones playing for them to be able to kind of hit their stride. And there's a lot of injuries in the backfield, a lot of new faces. So later on in the season, if this was, this was like week 10 or 12, I would be like Niners by a landslide. Right. But it's beginning of the season. Weird stuff happens. So I'm going to say Niners lose a close one, but I can very easily see in the morning. Yeah. I think this is going to be a low scoring game, um, you know, or, or at the very least, you know, low twenties, right. I guess low scoring would be less than 20. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go 23, 17, 49ers. I actually predicted that the 49ers would lose this game. That again was based on the fact that Trey Lance would be starting, right? You're going into hostile territory, never played in Denver before. I uh, had also assumed when I made that prediction, which obviously was before the season started that the Russell Wilson led offense would be clicking on more cylinders than it currently is. Right. So there's right. there's that aspect. And I also thought that this 49ers defense would be really good, but I, I wasn't sure kind of how the pieces would fit together. But with Talano Hufanga becoming a, a national name after two weeks and Kinlaw looking like an absolute monster in the middle and Bosa being Nick Bosa and the linebacking core outside of week one with some of those boneheaded uh, penalties – has has played lights out like this defense this defense is ready to to shut down really anybody and i'm i'm actually really excited to see this defense against a team like the chiefs and against a team like the chargers but this is their first real test and i think they're going to pass and so again i'm going to go 23 17 uh 49ers guys before we get out of here zane you brought up the afc west and the raiders one of my least favorite i don't know coaches or i'm not a josh mcdaniels fan at all and I hope the Raiders go three and 14 this year. I, I obviously don't want to see the Cardinals win, but I, I don't even care. I don't even care. I was like, good. I do. I, he, the guy, I don't know this, what he did to the Colts. I thought was really shady. I've heard, you know, yeah. he did shady stuff when he was in Denver. I think the Patriots are shady anyway, all those years. Like I just, I hope he, another one that crashes and burns and that not a fan, not a fan at all. So um, I'm kind of relishing in their, in their losses a little bit. I kind of like it. So. <laughs> I mean, we're also Niners fans too, right? So by default, we have to we have to relish in the losses and everything like that. But yeah, you know, I'm not from the Bay, so I you know I never really yeah, cared about the Raiders either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't want not now. I don't want to see them win. 
Yeah. Speaking of relishing and, and some things going going down, I, I think that real quick, we have a couple of minutes here, Al. I do want to hear your opinion on this because we're almost at the end of baseball season. And mm-hmm. Aaron Judge is very, very close. <laughs> we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think, man? Is is he breaking the real home run record, you know, the Maris record or the juiced up record? Like what's, right. what's going on here? You're putting here. a New Yorker on the spot on a podcast about the Bay Area. So <laughs> we're putting on the spot about Barry Bonds. So I, you can't throw them out because it happened, right? You can't throw those, those, that was the era. It was the steroid era. It happened. But what I think what you're seeing right now is, you know, guys like Buster only, I saw John Heyman, they're alluding, they don't say it, but they're alluding to, this is the greatest offensive season ever. And I think a lot of people do consider it the greatest record or, or, or the real record. And I think some people don't. Um, I'm a Yankee fan. So anything that happens outside of the Yankees, I don't care about anyway. Yankee fans only have the singular Yankee thing. I don't even know how you could be a fan of another baseball team. I don't, I don't know how it's possible. I don't know how you can have joy if you're not a Yankee fan. I don't get it. Like the ninth inning the other night, judge hitting the 60th, just this place going insane. And then Stanton hitting the grand slam four batters later. Just how are you not a Yankees fan? I don't understand it. So we were saying earlier too, judge is actually a giants fan and a Niners fan. So I'm terrified that he's going to sign with San Francisco after the season. Um, so yeah, I, I hope I avoided that question enough without getting too not, many people not, at me. And I'm terrified he, he and I'm terrified he um, won't sign with the Giants this offseason. Yeah, he needs, <laughs> he, needs, he needs to stay in New York. The Yankees and the Niners are my ride or die team, so um, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about the Yanks too. So, well, well I'm sure we'll hear more, hear more of that once the playoffs come about in baseball. A- absolutely. Once the Yankees are swept out of the playoffs in the first round, all right, guys, we got to wrap uh, it up. Um, but yeah, let's let's see. Huge game on Sunday. We'll be back to talk about it on Monday. For, for Brian and Zane, this is Al. Peace. Later.